This pod is brought to you by Just Right Reader. Is your school looking for decodable text, a phonics continuum, and resources to support reading with families at home over breaks and in times that students are not at school? Then Just Right Reader is that one-stop shop. They offer so many different supports for schools, including decodable books, which we all know is the only way for students to apply their learning into text they can actually decode on their own. They also have family packs that get shipped out to families every two weeks while school is not in session or students are learning virtually. The amazing thing about Just Right Reader books is not only are they decodable, but they actually have a QR code on the back that helps parents understand the best way to support students in that particular book. Amazing. On the website, visit the Educators tab and ask for a quote. When you request that quote, be sure to tell them the Modern Principal sent you. And not only is it awesome for us and it keeps this pod going, <laughs> but it also gives you a free literacy party pack. We do believe in the philosophy behind Just Right Reader, and we want to get more books in the hands of our students everywhere. Visit Just Right Reader today! and in a few moments you'll meet Karen and we are the Modern Principal. We are two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. We try to keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point, a bite-sized bit of PD you can tackle on your way to or from school each day. Each week on the pod, we take a real-life scenario sent to us from listeners and address it through the three lenses of scholar, system, and soul. This week, we are talking about the other side of interviewing. That's right, when we are the interviewers. Thanks for joining us. What's happening, Christy? (laughs) All right, another day, another pod. Whoop, whoop. Here we go. All right, how you feeling? I feel pretty good. I feel like I have decent balance right now. That's good. You were, uh, we're ending. Your husband was out of town this week, so you out had of to. Town. Yep, had to hold down the fort. But Christy and I are also like tiptoeing with whole thirty. Tiptoeing is the key word. We're just like <laughs> trying to just increase our health. Maybe like, just like recognizing that food can also provide us with nourishment. Yes. Yes. Not just soothing emotions and or. <laughs> And or you can get creative with real foods. You don't just have to eat Cheetos. And Cheez-Its. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, This week I was um, in a classroom and um, I was, you know, sitting in the back and taking my notes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was right by a student. And she was like, what are you, what are you doing here? And it's kind of offensive because I feel like I'm, it's not like my, I don't feel like my presence in classrooms is like a novelty. Right. Um, Apparently it must be for this particular kid. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm watching your teacher. You know, part of my job is to make sure that I'm giving teachers feedback. Right. And she goes, they're just watching. And I was like, kind of. And she's like, you know, you're kind of a stalker. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't, I don't know that that's the way I would put it. <laughs> but thank you. She's like, you watch all the teachers? I said, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of a stalker. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Stalker, you're just like that show you. You're just Joe. Joe from you. I'm watching. Um, I Oh, this was a funny story. There was a kindergartner this, um, that's kind of regressed a little bit since break. We've just not had very predictable weeks in a while, mm, yeah. snow days or short weeks or... Yeah. Whatever. And so that's really hard on our younger learners. So there's been a lot of tears from this individual student and they last, they've been lasting longer periods of time. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, I think we were over soothing him. And so now he's craving that. So now we're having to break that a little bit. 
So the cries are going a little longer. Um, anyway, so I was helping this kiddo in the hallway and he was just sitting there on the ground crying. And so I was sitting with him and a fourth grader walks by and goes, Oh, Miss Heil, you may bring you some headphones. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. That's really thoughtful. I'll be okay. And I was like, well, that's really sweet. They know, yeah. <laughs> they know the tools we provide. They know my job is to be there with kids, but also he was very loud. Oh, so that's funny. It was cute. They're so intuitive, those kids. They are. They know what's going on. Okay, so this week um, we are covering, it wasn't even really a scenario. I guess technically Somebody it was. Somebody asked us to do it. It was my end. husband. No. Oh, it was? <laughs> we were on a date night and he was, we were talking about the modern principle and he was like, I have an idea. Have and an he suggested it. And I was like, oh my God, that's a really good idea. And he like lit up. Like, I hung his work on the refrigerator. He was so proud. <laughs> he also told me he's behind on these, so he won't hear this one for another month. And then he can make fun of me for making fun of him. Yeah. Mine doesn't. Mine can call it's like work PD. True. Um, Anyways, he said, you guys are doing a lot of stuff with like resume and interview prep for people applying for jobs, but it's also hiring season. So do it from the viewpoint of what are you looking for when you hire teachers? And I was like, that's smart, boo. So smart. So what are those key moves that we can do during pre, during, and post interview to make sure that we're getting the most quality candidate? Yeah. And I think we, as we were prepping this one, we talked about we might break it into two. Not might. We will. Because, because there's so yeah, much there's you can do with yeah. the questions that you generate and how to really conduct a good interview. Yep. So we'll breeze on that, but we'll do a follow-up one on like the actual during and the different ways that you can take an interview to get the right stuff. Yep. So, interestingly enough, I this is my favorite part of you my job. You love HR. I love it. I love it. I just you feel really like this is the way that you can improve your school and your district's quality in such easy ways. Is but yeah, by getting the best candidates obviously. Obvi. You thought, don't get a lot of experience as to your current job because your district So yeah, we have more of like a centralized hiring system mm-hmm. and so I do get to interview. However, just because I interview someone and love them doesn't necessarily mean they'll come to my building. Do you generate the questions or are they give no, them to you? No, we have. They're all... Scripted yep, and set? Yep, they're all scripted. Yeah. Are they based more on qualities that you're looking for in candidates or scenarios or... Um, I would say more like content. No, not content. But yeah, content knowledge and uh, making sure that we know good lesson planning techniques yeah. and the components of a good lesson plan. And there's some a few scenarios in there. I This was interesting because Christy and I's um, dissertation has a lot to do with hiring, too. It's more on the principal side. But as I've been reading a lot, like I remember going for some teaching jobs and they made you fill out this um, survey about you as a person. Was it the, like the teacher fit or whatever? Like uh-huh. where you have to answer, yeah. And I remember thinking like, this is really weird that they're asking me about like how I organize mm-hmm. my routine at home or yeah, like they, That's and, what, yeah. When teach for America, you had to like describe your planner mm-hmm. to them, like how you yeah in your life. I remember question, there was questions about like what, when's the last time you had a conflict with a friend or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does this have to do with teaching? But there's a lot of research that see. supports it. <laughs> yeah. Now you see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you have conflicts with your friends quite a bit, you might have conflicts with your colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> but it like, there are really like a lot of qualities and that, yeah, anyways, that's not something we're really getting into today, but I just, that made me think of that when your district creates their own I thought, questions. I thought, too, the most, I was really surprised that you had found some research from ASCD that 73% of principals are not trained yep. on how to conduct effective, fair, and legal teacher Yeesh. interviews. 
Um, and then often aspiring principals take one human resources course that covers literally in a semester everything from hiring to firing. Yep. That I mean, if and, we think about ours, that was often, ours. Yeah. Often like the actual supervision and evaluation piece too, which is, that could be... Super, that should be meeting itself. <laughs> yes, yes, a hundred percent. And because you don't really have experiences in any of those when you take that course, it's not really as like job embedded. So no. it's more like theoretical knowledge that you don't really clock either. Yeah, that's so true. So some things as we were researching, um, obviously before you even start interviewing, you're going to be looking through the pool of candidates. Yep. So we do offer a lot of courses on how to prep your resume. We do. So we now know and we can tell you some different things to look for. But as a principal, Christy, what are the things you look for as you're going through a resume for teacher candidates? Um, I am looking for actual teaching experience, Mm -hmm. um, which, or your student teacher experiences. Oftentimes, especially when you get a newer candidate, there's a lot of extra fluff on there about like, oh, I was a camp counselor or, oh, I was a server at Chili's or whatever it might be. And not that you can't learn from those experiences. I just... I want to see what you've done in the classroom. I know. And a a thing for me is if I look at when did you do your student teaching and if you still don't have a full-time job, Mm -hmm. how big was that gap? Because that is a little concerning as a red flag for an admin. Um, Looking at if you finished your student teaching in 2016 and you still haven't been hired and it's 2022. What's going on there? What what are the things that maybe your district was coaching you on that they don't feel comfortable hiring you yet? That might be someone I probably wouldn't bring in. Yep. I think the references piece is really important. Yeah. People do not list their direct supervisor as a reference. I know that that's something that is definitely a red flag. So and, making sure. Yep. And looking at the time, obviously, it's a thinking about in Missouri, you're tenured after five years. So if people have worked in districts, it's not always a red flag, but it's something to be heightened on and thinking about in your um, references is if you've only worked in districts three, four, five years, three, four, five years, three, four, five years, you're always moving before that tenured part. Why is that? Yep. What's going on there? Absolutely. So those are things as the administrator to look through and just be really intentional about knowing their work history. Yep. And if there are a lot of quality candidates, think about scheduling screeners beforehand. Absolutely. You don't necessarily have to do a full-on interview with every single person who seems like they're a good potential fit. Do you care as the hirer alt certification versus four-year university? I don't because I'm alt cert. (laughs) (laughs) And so alt cert doesn't mean a lot to me. However, I have started to just over the years and being an administrator, I've started seeing specific programs in our area or not in our area. Actually, the ones that I'm thinking of are actually not in our area. They're online. That have, no, 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 in another state Mm -hmm. have produced I mean, excellent teachers consistently across the board for me. And so I have started thinking about that a lot more than maybe I would have in the beginning and not seeing those patterns. Yeah, that's true. And I do, like, you know, in in the packet that people have to apply, there's transcripts. And so there are sometimes if I am looking through... It just depends on the how big the pool is. But if the pool has 30 potentially quality candidates, I might even go all the way to the transcripts mm-hmm. and take a look on how you did academically in your coursework like it just there all of those things are easy to decide to look at or not look at it just depends on the the pool and how deep you want to dig to decide who to screen I almost typically do screeners every time yeah I don't have that option okay well because I I don't want to make my interview day 
when I do interviews, I bring a team in, and I don't want to make it yeah. last two days, and I right. don't want to cram it with 12 people. Right. So I want to make sure the people I'm bringing to that team are the top five or six. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So, and can you call references before you bring people in? Good question. Have you done that? Yes. <laughs> I think the more you become established in the area, you start to know people in different districts. Yeah, yeah. And then it's more like a, a friendship call. Like, hey, I see so-and-so's coming from your building. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. What what can you tell me? What do I need to know? So I definitely do that um, when I know the districts or the people. Um, or if I don't have time to do a bunch of screeners and I just want to make sure I'm bringing the right people to the pool, I might call references before. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, so what else do we need to think about? So now you've set up. Um, I like to think about every time you conduct interviews, depending on the abilities that you have within your building or district, like Christy doesn't have this opportunity, but you need to have a systemic way to create your team. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise that can create fallout drama within your building. And I don't think I was as great about this at the beginning. I don't think I realized the need for it. Um, but you need to make sure you're not pulling the same people every time. You yep. need to make sure... Your team is made up of, like when you're hiring for this position, if you're hiring for another position that's similar the next year, you use the same process to develop your team. Right. I would be really interested in your philosophies behind developing that team because um, in a previous position, I was on a team um, interviewing teachers, and we just pulled the two other teachers that would have taught in that grade level. So for example, this wasn't the actual case, but a third grade position brought the two third grade teachers in, the instructional coach, me, and the principal. And I felt like there was, it was just an interesting process because I almost felt like we didn't choose the candidate who was the best in the interview and who did the best um, like sample lesson. I felt like we bypassed the best person because maybe that person was a little threatening. To the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I felt like that was interesting. And yeah. Again, that's just my perception. It might not have been accurate. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've evolved on that too. Because um, I've gotten pushed back a little bit from other colleagues that are like, but I'm not hiring for that grade level. I want to make it clear I'm hiring for my building. Building, yeah. And so like, I don't want just those that team picking because... I might not keep that team together longer right. than two years. Right. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point and something as a principal you really need to think about. Yeah. That and was... mine's evolved a little bit. Like, I try to include other people as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And maybe it's even a combination of, like, a like a lead, like this year the leadership team, you know, and whoever's on the leadership team each Picks. year is the one that is, is a picking. part of the hiring committee or whatever it is. And I think you also have to be very clear, A, with the candidate that you're hiring for the building, not for a particular yes. grade. Yes. And B, with the team that they are not deciding the candidate. Yeah. That is has to be very clear from the beginning. That the principal is, does the hiring. They are providing input and their opinions and that at the end of the day... Yep. You make the final decision. I will say, if you're a secondary person, though, might be a little bit different because you probably are hiring for <laughs> yeah, the English department or the math department. True, true. However, making sure maybe you're not saying, hey, these are the exact courses we're hiring for. Yep. We're hiring for the department. Exactly. And it's also really important to think about as you're developing that team, obviously confidentiality matters for that team, um, that they don't speak of the candidates before and after and that if they do, that you have to address that. Mm-hmm. I've had that issue happen um, where um, 
I've had internal candidates go and I found out that other people on my team were sharing what the interview team talked about oh. with others and it got back to that oh, internal. Yep. Yeah. So you got to address those things, but you also have to be very clear to not set up the feedback session with your team that it's clear who the team wants because if you go against that, mm-hmm, then that- it's going to be very clear um, that you disagreed with the team, so Mm -hmm. to speak. So I always, at the very end, I have them just, after each candidate, we just do pros, cons. Yep. I create a generic list. I tell them not to share any opinions about it, just pros, cons, based on the interview and the resume. That's good. It's more objective that way. Yep. Yep. And then at the end, I have them just write down their top three candidates in any order. Yep. And then they submit that to me privately, so no one, if they talk, they talk. But that way I have the collective yep. not everyone saying i vote this person yep. before we leave i had i learned and this is actually something i learned from like high school debate um when i was in oratory and we of would course. learn how to like judge and so like let's say you have seven candidates or whatever so your first candidate automatically is your number one candidate because they're number one so then after two candidates now you're ranking the candidates one and two yes and the third you have to rank those three one two, two three. three so by the time you get to the bottom if you do that every after every, every single, single time candidate, you should have who you feel is truly the best candidate. And so that could be another way that if you had every single person on the team doing that throughout the interviews, you yeah. could potentially have a really good idea of where people were ranking them too. Yeah, and I also think, I found a lot of research around this too, is that you should um, provide, like, obviously you're going to have questions, but provide a way to get quantitative data. Mm. So having staff decide if this is needs improvement, basic, proficient, or distinguished for every answer. Oh, yeah. We do that. Yep. And yep. then kind of assigning numerical quantities to that as to a way responses. to kind of... Like, mm-hmm. these are the things that we're looking for on this answer. And if yep. they hit these, then they are proficient or whatever. Right. Yep. We do that, too. And I don't think we're even... Because we're already at, like, whoa. We're already at, like, 15 minutes. And we still haven't even gotten to a lot of this. Oh, so man. maybe we save the questions part for our next pod because I think okay. we can go deep into developing questions. Okay, let's do that. Then we'll go ahead and end it right there. And we will have part two of being the interviewer next week here on the podcast. Be sure to follow us at Instagram at The Modern Principal and on our website, themodernprincipal.com for more. And we will see you next time.